0: You're listening to At The Mic with Keith, an independent podcast production. And welcome to another edition of At The Mic. I'm your host, Keith Malinak. Just a special note about this episode. I took some recording equipment on the road with me. So you'll notice that the sound is a little different this week, but I wanted to bring you the story of my grandmother, my nana. Ploy Malinak. She is my guest this week. It's a special episode for me, a very personal one, as I bring you the story of her remarkable life. She grew up battling hard times during the Great Depression as the daughter of a sharecropper in the Deep South. Later, she lived overseas as the wife of an Air Force pilot after World War II. She raised two boys, one of which was my dad, and she has plenty of embarrassing stories about yours truly. By the way, special note about this podcast. If you have young children listening and don't want Christmas messed with in your household, you may want to start listening around the five-minute mark of this week's episode. So, without further delay, here she is, my Nana, Floy Malinak, my guest on At The Mic. Uh, I am here with my grandmother of 95 years old. I call her Nana. She is also known as Floy Malinak. I will never I I, I just, I don't use that I don't don't use your name You're just Nana So anyhow, you're making time for me This is awesome, I appreciate this How are you doing today? I'm doing very well, thank you Very good, 95 years young Born in the year 1925 1925 Calvin Coolidge was president I'd like to point out Uh, That is so awesome Where were you born?
1: Uh, I was born in Lindale, Georgia, in Floyd County.
0: Uh, When when did you leave Lindale, Georgia? When did you guys leave there?
1: We left uh, after a flood that was in Floyd County. We left and went to Sand Mountain, Alabama.
0: Okay. So that's pretty much where you grew up then, Sand Mountain. Yeah,
1: I was three years old.
0: Okay. And how long were you there?
1: Uh, I was there until I finished high school. But we lived two
0: different towns. Okay. Because Sand Mountain is... There's a lot of towns. Yeah, it's a long run. Yeah, okay, very good. So you were there pretty much your entire childhood, age three, you said, right? Uh-huh. Until high school. Yeah. You have a couple of siblings. You have a 98-year-old sister. Yes. Aunt Frida. Uh-huh. And a 90-year-old baby brother. Your 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 baby brother is 90, and that's Truett. That's Truett, yeah. What were some of your earliest memories growing up with Frida and Truett?
1: Uh, My earliest memory was uh, I was three years old. Um, We got a red wagon for Christmas. (laughs) And, of course, we didn't have Truett then. It was just Freda and I. And um, she would have been uh, uh, seven or eight. And um, she said, come on, I want to go show you something. So we went to the (laughs) front porch, and we saw the tracks of the wagon in the snow, And she said, see those tracks? That wagon didn't come from Santa Claus. It came from the store. Daddy went up there and got it. Oh, no.
0: (laughs) So, wait, if she was seven or eight, then you were probably four or five? Three or four. Oh, uh my goodness. No. So, did that kind of... Did that mess up Christmas for you?
1: No, I still believe in Santa Claus. But when I was about six, uh, oh. she showed me the dolls. In, what ha- is she doing to you? Hidden in the closet, She was a bigger girl. She And uh, she showed me the dolls we was going to get from Santa Claus that Mother had hidden. So that time I oh. ki- kind of believed it. I was oh. about
0: six. Oh, man. I am so sorry to hear that. I had no idea. Shame on Frida.
1: (laughs) Wow. Truett and and I thought Frida was great. Yeah. Well,
0: did you ruin things for Truett later?
1: I don't think.
0: (laughs) So you guys looked up to her?
1: Yeah, we did.
0: Okay. So she was a good big sister other than ruining Christmases for you? (laughs) She didn't ruin our Christmas. We got fun out of that. Okay. All right. Very good. What were some other memories you have of... Frida and Truitt growing up. Oh, I remember um, Frida
1: falling in love with a football boy, and he was in my class. He was younger than her, and I thought, Oh, this is so silly. Uh oh. I ought to be liking him, but I don't.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so wait a minute, like,
1: so all the girls in high school was falling for that one football
0: boy. Wow. So was she already out of school then? No, or? she was senior. Okay, All right. and so when she was a senior, what grade were you in then? Oh, uh,
1: I just don't remember. Okay,
0: probably I, freshman or so? Yeah. Okay, wow, that's funny, that's funny. I remember you telling me, speaking of sports and growing up, I remember you telling me about going to watch baseball games when you, I think you were probably in your 20s maybe, I don't know, or a teenager, over in Rome. Like they had like a company... Team, how, wh- how did that work
1: out? Oh, that was uh, my uncle was pitcher for. It was a it was a Burlington co- it was a Burlington uh, fabric mill. Oh, okay. And uh, I guess after the war, uh, the government uh, managed to get manufacturing in all these small towns to give people jobs.
0: Mhm.
1: And my uncle was a pitcher for that a male team, and uh, I enjoyed uh, going and watching them practice in the afternoons. I was staying with my grandmother, working in the summer months uh, uh, to make money to go back to high school. Oh, okay. In those days, we had to pay tuition uh, every semester and buy our own
0: books. Very good. And there's a guy who plays for the Atlanta Braves, Charlie Culberson, and I guess it was either his grandfather or great-grandfather played on one of those teams, right? Yes, he did. Yes, he did. I don't
1: know. I I guess it was his great, his grandfather.
0: Hmm.
1: Okay. Because he would have been a little older than me.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, that's, that's really neat. You mentioned paying for college. You went to school. What kind of classes were you taking?
1: I was married and... Had been overseas with my family.
0: Oh, so this was later. This wasn't back when you were young. This was later on.
1: Yeah. Okay. Way later. Uh
0: Uh-huh.
1: I took English 101 from University of Tennessee. I took Library Science from University of Georgia. I took Accounting from uh, Kennesaw College.
0: Okay. And were these when you lived all different places then? Right. Okay. What are some of the places because... My grandfather, Papa, Frank Malinak, he was obviously... He fought in World War II, so he was stationed in Belgium, I think, primarily. Uh, What were some of the places that you had to travel with him as far as moving around with the military?
1: Uh, We lived in um, Red Bank, New Jersey, Hmm. and uh, he was stationed at Fort Mammoth flying experimental radar. He would fly up and down the coast at night, and they would flash the beam on him going up and down the coast. Then we lived in in Mississippi, and uh, we went there two or three times. We came back, and he ran the ground unit at Hunter Air Force Base in Savannah, Georgia. We went to England in 1954. He was managing the ground unit there, and the Lebanon War broke out. Mm. And uh, he called me from the base and said he was going to have to go to um, Lebanon. Oh, my goodness. So that's the last time I heard from him for several weeks. And then he came walking in the door and said he hadn't been anywhere. He had to stay on the base with the unit. But the rest of the unit, except one man, had gone to Lebanon, Mm. and they were back. (laughs)
0: <laughs> Did you want to punch him for
1: for not telling you that he was right there? He wasn't supposed to. He wasn't to. allowed to? No. Wow. Well,
0: how was um, living in England?
1: Um, the people were very nice to us, very good to us, uh, with the exceptions of a few. They were, They had communist people living in England at that time, and, and we couldn't get out because uh, they marched in the streets and destroyed things like they've done here in America recently. Those over there did the same way on May the 5th. So military people had to stay at home. Wow. The food was good, but uh, because English food was not handled like it was in the United States, we had to get most of our food from Denmark. Oh, wow. Shipped in. Oh, wow. And the weather would change two and three times a day. We lived up close to the northern coast
0: okay how was the weather there
1: uh it didn't ever get to 80 but one time i don't (laughs) think it got to 80 it was 79
0: oh wow was that kind of a was that kind of a a good break for you having grown up in the south and dealing with heat and humidity was that kind of enjoyable or no
1: no it was well it was a joy when it got 79 because (laughs) i'd been freezing ever since i got over there
0: oh my goodness so how long were you in england
1: we were in England uh, two and a half years. We hmm. went to Belgium and we went to Germany and France. So what's your favorite country that you've been to?
0: Other well, than America.
1: Historically, <laughs> Italy, because I really enjoyed
0: the art. Oh, okay, very good. What kind of places in Italy did you get to see?
1: Uh, we went to the Vatican and we went uh, and we toured inside the Vatican, which was very interesting and uh, sort of shaped my life after I retired from civil service. I uh, I spent 25 years working for the Army and Air Force. After I retired I got into art. Art school and uh, and also painting, Yeah. oil and acrylics.
0: I want to get into that part of your life here momentarily but first I want to go back and talk about Papa because When you guys were dating, I seem to recall a story he told uh, when he was uh, courting you. He flew you around in an airplane around Washington, D.C., specifically around the Washington Monument, correct?
1: Um, All of that's correct, except... This was after we was married and our first boy was...
0: Oh, okay. About a year old. Okay. I don't know why I thought it was like a... For some reason, I was thinking he he was trying to show off or something. Well, he probably was trying to show off.
1: Well, he showed off before we got married.
0: (laughs) How did he do that?
1: Well, we... uh, He took me flying. He was going to scare me, I think.
0: Oh, no. uh,
1: We uh, chased ducks on the Potomac. (laughs) We, uh, We chased a train... And uh, he did all kinds of flips and turns and. Oh no! And uh,
0: while you were in the plane with him. Yeah. Did you want to throw up or?
1: <laughs> you know what? I enjoyed it.
0: Wow. <laughs> okay. So it worked. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> that is so good. So what were some what were some other things that he would do while y'all were dating that to kind of show off?
1: Oh, we didn't do too much because nobody had a car back then. Mm-hmm. He was um, extended to um, the Army base I was working on uh, to fly the general. We had a general at the head of the base, and that's where I met him. He was, I worked at the hospital, and his office was at the hospital front of the hospital.
0: Yeah, I, I, I think that I'm, I hope, I'm about to learn for the first time right here with everybody else tell me about the first time y'all met do you recall the very moment you met him or how did it come about i have no idea
1: i don't remember the first moment okay but he had to stay available if the general needed him to fly someplace and his office was right at the front of the hospital by the information desk and Mine was the first door down the hall, and <laughs> and uh, so we just got acquainted.
0: Okay, all right. So he he took the opportunity to get to you know you there. Okay, yeah. you guys were married for 68 years. That's that's incredible. He passed away in 2015. Uh, he was 95. Right. You guys, 68 years. That is. Do you ever stop and think, wow, that that is something to be proud of.
1: That went so fast. Sixty-eight years seems like a drop in the bucket now. Yeah. Uh, Better live what you want to live because life is one page, seems like.
0: It goes fast. Sure does. You guys got married and you had two boys, Greg, who is my uncle, and Steve, who is my dad, I remember you telling me a story about taking a ship. Y'all, you and the boys had to take a ship to catch up with Papa over in England when he got stationed there. That's right. What was that trip like on a boat? I can't imagine taking a boat across the Atlantic. I just can't.
1: Uh, well, we were in the third largest boat of that was on the seas then. Oh, wow. There was the Queen Elizabeth, the USS America, and ours was... Uh, I forgot the name of
0: it. <laughs> That's so funny. So, but was this a was this an armed forces ship, like a naval ship or no. a cruise ship?
1: No, it was uh, it was civilian ships, and the hmm. and the uh, government just got us tickets to go on that ship.
0: Okay, I got gotcha. you. What are some of your memories raising two boys back in the fifties and sixties?
1: I loved it. Hmm. I I didn't realize how much I loved raising little boys until I've looked back. We had a Cub Scout den of six boys. For, well, I had 10. They gave me extra for six years. Uh, I, had, I taught Sunday school to little boys in Bible school. And uh, my Sunday school ladies group in 1997, organized this chapter of uh, sending Bible verses to the juvenile jails. Yeah, when
0: did you start that again?
1: 1997. Okay,
0: yeah, so that's where you basically what, come up with stuff, like almost like care packages for prisoners, right?
1: Well, we sent them, most, it, the purpose was to get Bible verses into them. Okay, and uh, we'd make little things to send them and uh, put Bible verses and encouragement poems and things like that Mm -hmm. and call greeting cards on holidays. I really enjoyed that. We did it until 2017 when Steve passed away in 20... When was it? 2017. 2017. I I just couldn't carry on with it. I was already 90-something years old. Yeah. And so we we didn't terminate it there was a group that had been reaching out to juvenile jails so they took over Mm. and uh, they continued our work okay
0: unfortunately my dad has passed but i would love for you to be able to tell me a fun story about a challenge that maybe my dad gave you growing up like I'm just wondering if there's some good story that you could share with us about raising my dad.
1: (laughs) Well, he was real independent. He was easy to raise because he stayed close to the family. Greg was always out exploring, but Steve stayed around. He had a friend that came nearly every morning for breakfast when he was about three and four years old. And they decided to run away one morning, Sunday morning before breakfast, before we even got up. Oh, no! Yeah. We lived in Savannah. And uh, when I got up, I couldn't find him. I didn't know Mikey was with him. And uh, so the whole neighborhood got together and we started hunting. And we got to the outer edge of the town And there was Mike and Steve going down one of the alleys in the rain. And boy, were we glad to see them.
0: Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Wow. Okay. Well, I'm glad that turned out okay. So, you touched on painting and how you took that hobby up when you retired. What made you want to start painting? Was it that um, exposure to art, classical art in Italy back decades before that you were like, yeah, one day I'm going to be an artist too.
1: There was a, a preacher getting his doctorate at one of the churches in town, and he was he was setting up all these courses for seniors. And when I retired, I had been so active on the job, I knew I had to get into something. I couldn't sit and hold my hands. Mm-hmm. So I got into two classes. I had two different ladies teachers Mm -hmm. and uh, they were excellent both of them
0: who's your favorite artist then
1: um i never thought of that
0: (laughs) (laughs) i just i like them all yeah let's see other other hobbies included tennis you and i played some tennis actually when i was young and you had just retired right Right. And golf. You and I played golf together. I remember that. Right. (laughs)
1: Uh, Let's see. I was always playing with the little boys.
0: (laughs) Well, So be it. We had fun. We had fun. I think think what I enjoyed the most probably was driving the cart. You let me drive the cart. Yeah. Now, Uh not many adults would let a kid, you know, 10 years old or whatever, drive a cart around. That's right. I was glad for him (laughs) to do it. (laughs) So I appreciated that used to sing in the choir at your church. Right. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, am I missing any hobbies here that you've done? I know you're an avid walker. You still walk throughout your neighborhood.
1: Right. Yeah. I, I started walking before I retired, and I kept it up. I'm still walking. Okay. So
0: when you were a kid, your father was effectively a sharecropper, right? Right. So everybody had to work around the house and in, in the fields. Right. Describe a typical day in that era for you growing up.
1: Typical day was busy, busy, busy. We got up early, and uh, every season of the year there was field work to do. There was garden that had to be made because the grocery stores were quite a ways from us, and we didn't have money then. I can remember back after the Depression, there was hardly any money floating around. Mm. Nobody nobody had money. And uh, by the time I got to be a teenager, there's still not a whole lot of money. Mm -hmm. Postcards was three cents. And uh, if you got a nickel bar of candy, every month or so, you was doing good. Mm. But uh, we had to do all kinds of chores around the house, plus field work.
0: Did you have any pets
1: growing up? My brother was four years younger than me, and he had a goat.
0: Oh, he had a pet goat.
1: Yeah, he had a pet goat. <laughs> and uh, do you remember the
0: pet goat's name? Billy. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Wow. And did did the goat was it? Did it hang out like a dog would, or what would it do?
1: Oh yeah, he followed us around all the time when we was outside. Of course, he got to run loose because we was in the country, but mm-hmm. he never went off. Wow! And uh, one day he was trying. He he knew that I didn't like him much, and he'd try to push me. Ooh. He'd but put his head up against me and push as hard as he could. So I was holding on to his horns to keep him pushing me down, and uh, and uh, all of a sudden he got. Changed his mind, he shook his head and ran off. (laughs) And I thought, because I'd been holding on so hard, I thought I still had his horns in my hands. (laughs) And I I hated that. I thought I'd pulled his horns off. (laughs) What was it? Nothing. And I hollered. It was just from the strain of holding so hard to (laughs) his horn, pushing back on him. I hollered, Mother, I pulled off Billy's horns. (laughs) That's funny, wow. I had a little uh, goose that a neighbor gave us the egg and uh, we hatched it under a hen and I had that little goose. Uh, He wasn't even half grown, but um, I just loved that little fella, but uh, if a goose gets on his back, he can't turn over. He's got a flat back. So when I'd had him... Uh, just a few months he, he got on his back and was gone. Oh. And that's the only pet I had personally. And my brother had several dogs growing up. Oh man. And the, really they were family dogs.
0: Yeah. Yeah. What what were uh what kind of dogs were we talking about? Just mutts running around there or
1: Well, the our first one was a pretty little black all over black dog and uh, uh He ran uh, the the hay mowing people, was working close to the house, and he got in the field, and I don't know if he was chasing horses or what, but the mower cut his legs off. So that was the end of Bobby. Then we had uh, a dog we picked up. Some neighbors gave him to us at Cape Charles, Virginia, she was a mongrel but she was a sweet little dog. She had white long hair and a brown spots and we kept her till the boys left home. And Greg and his fiance got a uh, Afghan hound. We had her for a while. We called her Lady mm-hmm. and she was very
0: I remember Lady. Do you? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. She's a beautiful dog. Afghan yeah, she... dog. Yeah. She was. Did somebody have a parakeet at some point?
1: We had a parakeet
0: here in Georgia. Okay, because you've lived in this house since 1966. Yeah, right. That's right. 40, or up to 54 years now? Right. So, my dad and my uncle, who had the parakeet?
1: Uh, well, he... Belonged to the boys because when we was in England, we had a parakeet over there, mm. and they wouldn't let us bring him back without going through quarantine and all that. So, uh-huh. so we couldn't bring the parakeet back with us, and uh, we got another one when we got here, and uh, he got sick, mm. and uh, we called the vet on Sunday morning, and he said, Bring him to the office. I'll meet you there. And I thought that was so fantastic that a veterinarian would come of to office to see a little bird on Sunday morning. Isn't that something? That's great
0: yeah, did the parakeet Well heal he
1: up? he got better for a little while but oh, then okay. he didn't oh, no. then he bit the dust. All out. of your pet stories
0: they all end with with the death of these pets
1: Well that's the way it is when you I live know. alone. Isn't
0: that sad? That's sad. That's the thing about pets. They bring so much joy and, and they bring so much fun to your life, but you always know in the back of your mind, these, these little guys they have, it, they it have a sh- any, shorter life shorter though. lifespan. I know. Yeah, they I, I hate that. What was your favorite music? I mean, do you still you don't listen to music much anymore, do you?
1: Oh uh, no, I don't.
0: Hmm. But uh, you used to like what big band classical, I think you told
1: me? I sang in a choir, so I really enjoyed uh, church music, and I especially loved the Messiah. I listened to big bands when I was a young lady and danced to them, mm. but uh, I didn't have a special song, or I didn't fall out over Frank Sinatra, <laughs> but I... <laughs> I thought he could sing pretty good. Yeah. I liked Bing Crosby quite well. And
0: uh Okay. Very good. Now we talked about growing up in the poor south, Sand Mountain, Alabama. You've told me something about a story about whooping cough going around, huh?
1: Uh well it was in our neighborhood when uh I was uh around four years old three or four years old and and uh, we had the best community doctor we just loved him dr gaines he had one leg the other one was amputated because of sugar sugar diabetes he was good to us kids and i cried because i was gonna have to take a shot so after i got my shot he gave me the the syringe and... Uh,
0: kind of as a toy later, huh? Yeah. Okay. It
1: was just a toy.
0: That's cool. Very good. You remember, you remember the night Franklin Roosevelt was elected president for the first time, correct? Right. What was that memory like?
1: Uh, we didn't have a radio. My mother went to the neighbor's house to listen to it on the radio. And uh, my dad kept me and my sister and my baby brother... And you could hear dynamite going off. People didn't have firecrackers. Mm. And so they were so glad (laughs) to get a new president because we had been under Hoover. Right. But I knew it was really a change in our community.
0: Wow. So they were pretty excited in the Great Depression era in a very poor part of the South to be getting franklin roosevelt as president at that time
1: that's right Mm -hmm.
0: who in your life has had the biggest impact on you
1: i had a school teacher that was uh she was calm cool collected and (laughs) she got things done (laughs) Uh
0: what was her name
1: Uh, miss alma alma a l m a morgan
0: okay and what grade was that that she taught you
1: i think it was senior english oh wow It's either junior or senior.
0: And what was it about her that had such a lasting impact on you?
1: Uh, She had self-control. She (laughs) had, uh, and the boys would aggravate, you know, but uh, she could always handle them. I didn't understand how she's so good at that.
0: And she taught you English?
1: Yeah, she taught my English class. I've known some mighty good people in my lifetime. There's a lot of good people in America. Yeah. And my pastor in Rome... They elected me librarian, and uh, so I spent two years setting up a library from scratch.
0: Oh, wow, that sounds kind of fun. Was it it a hard work?
1: It was work, but the Lord was with us. There was a woman, a druggist's wife came to work with me, and and she said, I'll do anything you want me to, and she did.
0: Oh, that's nice.
1: And uh, we got it set up and in operation just before I had to move.
0: I hate to jump around like this, but let's talk about Nanny for a moment, who is your mom, Eula Grogan, and she had an impact on you as well. I know that. You've told me that. Well, she
1: had the most impact on me, I'm sure. I love my mother, and she was a happy trooper. <laughs> we we didn't have too much to be happy over growing up during the Depression and yeah. and everything, but she smiled and... And kept us laughing and going all the time. And um she would always make us cookies and uh cakes and relatives would come on Sundays to eat when I knew we didn't have much food. mm mm-hmm. And she'd make a spread feed everybody. Yeah,
0: she's very kind.
1: And uh she always got everybody that she could think of a birthday gift of some kind. <laughs> And, um,
0: and she was funny. She, yeah, was, she was very funny. funny. I, I had the, the gift of knowing her goodness until I was in my 30s. She, I just remember she was a, a very kind and funny woman, for sure. I remember her telling me a story about how they had to take wagons and horses everywhere they went when she was growing up. What was the transportation like growing up on Sand Mountain? in the 20s and 30s what was that like for you guys
1: my mother she had a horse named dixie until she got married i guess she had to give it up but uh we didn't have uh, any transportation
0: right you didn't have a car did
1: you <laughs> no oh. we i don't know how we got around uh, neighbors that has car that had cars was very generous mm. and uh, if you'd call them and tell them you needed to go somewhere They'd work out their schedule to try to take you. Wow. And we we didn't have visits to the doctors like they do now. We went if you got sick mm-hmm. or called him, and he came to the house. And my mother uh, helped that doctor, and um, when he was going to deliver a new baby, he'd come by and get her and take her w- with him. And she and the doctor would talk to the new mother about how to feed the baby, so it would develop good. And she actually did it. After I left home, she actually delivered a baby. The doctor didn't get there in time, and, mm. and it was a relative of the family. So she was called to come and stay with her. Wow. And mother delivered that baby. Wow. She was quite good at everything she did. Mm.
0: What is something you want to accomplish still? Is there anything
1: Just uh, be healthy and uh, do what I can for other people as long as I live.
0: Yeah. And you're 95 years old. I've got one for you. You're going to get to learn that new tablet that we got you so you can see your great-grandkids and talk to them. We're going to get you. You're going to be a pro with that tablet before long, Nana. Don't worry. (laughs) You don't seem so confident. Uh, Your most embarrassing moment.
1: Uh, I imagine I had several of them.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Do you remember one night that me and Carrie and the kids showed up here and you were sleeping? It wasn't that long ago. And uh, you were sleeping in the bed back there. Because you said, come in, right? You said, come in. I said, we don't want to disturb you. But you made sure we woke you up when we got here. And I hated to do it, but I was going to wake you up. And I just kind of, you know tapped your foot a few times and boy you let out a scream i tell you (laughs) i felt so bad oh i felt so badly for just scaring you
1: well carrie said oh you scared we scared you and you scared us that's right
0: (laughs) That was a shriek. I've never heard a sound like that until, you know what? I had never heard a sound like that come from you until just the other day when you and I were sitting out in the carport talking and the snake came crawling across the driveway. It's almost like I had a flashback to that night when I woke you up and you were startled. Yes. Yeah. I don't like snakes. No. Is that is that probably the animal that you um, least like? or? You know, oh, yeah. Um, I'm sure it is. Is it? Are are spiders or snakes more scary for you? Oh, snakes. Wow, okay. I can conquer a spider. Wow! <laughs> See, you and I are different there. <laughs> I don't know where I got the terrified of spider gene, uh, but it wasn't <laughs> from you, obviously. Okay. I got to tell you, one of the highlights of my youth was during summer days when my parents would drop me off over here at your house And every day was just a blast. I look forward to it. I did so much fun stuff with you guys. I know that (laughs) you would get out in the yard. You and Papa both would get out in the yard with me. And we would play wiffle ball. Play lots of uh, sports out in the yard. So I appreciate that. That was a lot of fun. And looking back (laughs) in the hot summer, you absolutely did not have to do that. Um, I remember just spending just making great memories with you guys but i remember one time when we would walk around the house you and i and you tried to convince me that you had a pet bird and his name was two bit do you remember this at all i do it was a bird you said you said he was tied to this it was probably a hundred foot tall pine tree in your backyard And you kept having me, you wanted me to look up there and uh, see your pet bird that you caught named (laughs) Two-Bit. I said, look, no, you you don't see the string that I tied him to? And I knew you were kidding, but when you weren't looking, I was, I I would look up. (laughs) I would look up. Anyway, I had some great memories. Do you
1: have any... Keith, well, let me input Mm. this. Yeah. He was always saying, Nana, tell me a story. So I told him that, and then afterwards
0: he said, Oh, I thought it was real. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, you got me. You got me several times. Um, do you have any memories of us over here <clears throat> having fun, anything in particular that comes out when you think of those days? You
1: were here when uh, we we were keeping you when... Uh, your mother and father went to Indianapolis car races, mm-hmm. and um, how old
0: and, was I?
1: Uh, uh, you were not. I don't think you were. Yeah, you were walking, but you were only about uh, 14, 16, 18 months old. You were getting a little un- unhappy. We <laughs> we had a uh, PA system that ran out to the patio in the back, and and uh, we turned a PA on to a music, and Papa got out there and danced with you. <laughs> and, <laughs> and you got feeling real happy, so we was glad about that.
0: Yeah.
1: And then um, one time you was over here, and um, you had this little straw hat you liked, and you pulled it down almost over your eyes, and I thought you were so cute. <laughs> and uh, we were out in the carport, and you and your your mother were about to go home, and uh, and uh, you started crying, and I don't know what. What the cry was about? If it's yeah, because that's... you didn't want to go home?
0: Probably, or... yeah. Have so much fun over here making <laughs> forts and all sorts of fun stuff over here. And uh, you were crying and
1: bubbles coming out your nose. So <laughs> oh, I, no, no. I, I said I'm going to get a picture of this, and that made it worse.
0: Yeah, I didn't <laughs> want you to take my picture.
1: Taking, you were taking, making fists and swinging them around, oh, and
0: no.
1: <laughs> wow. I, I got that on camera.
0: So, wait a minute, because that's that picture that sits behind your chair, where it looks like I'm just dancing and having a fun time, Uh but I'm really pitching a fit. That's right. Oh, no. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. I do recall, probably my, my earliest memory is I had left my Snoopy doll at a babysitter's house, and I wanted him. I wanted to go get him, but I think at the time... I was probably, how old was I when we went over to try to retrieve? I think around three years old or so. Yeah. And I somehow, this is how determined I was to get my Snoopy doll back. I guided you and Papa around Cobb County, Georgia, till we got to Mama Carolyn's house, right? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That was a fun uh, that was a fun memory I, I remember dropping Snoopy once we got there into the toilet <laughs> and that was that's, that's my we had
1: to clean him up. we had to clean him up and and started home, and he was standing back of the the front seat because we didn't have restrainers then and um uh, wait I was
0: <laughs> oh no, I was in the back of the vehicle,
1: yeah, oh no and and uh, I said, Keith, what are we gonna have for supper tonight? And he said, tacos. I said, oh, I don't know how to make a taco. He said, I do. And he stood there and told me how to make them.
0: Wait, was this the same time? That <laughs> yeah, same time we,
1: same time we picked up Snoopy. Uh-huh.
0: Did we have tacos that night?
1: I think we did. <laughs>
0: oh my goodness okay all right uh any other memories of me as a kid over here causing trouble well not
1: uh, you had uh little helmets for all the football teams
0: i did yeah all the nfl teams i did i collected those
1: yeah and uh we had we played uh i guess it was hiding seat or something like that With those little helmets, till Papa and I were worn out. Oh,
0: no, I'm so sorry. That was a collection of mine throughout my childhood that I didn't get completed. Because, see, today you can go and buy all of the helmets, all at one time, at a store. Back then, you had to put in a quarter at a time at a machine and hope that you got the team that you still needed for your collection. And I remember so well... I was in seventh grade, right around seventh grade. It took me that long, that long time, probably 10 years. Probably took me about 10 years to collect, at the time, what was all 28 helmets. And I remember where I was and when I got that last helmet, the Minnesota Vikings helmet, and I could finally say I had the entire collection of all the NFL helmets. Well,
1: wonderful.
0: That took forever. Yeah. Okay.
1: <laughs> Another game we had uh, that we played riding in the car was Dune Buggy.
0: Yes. He,
1: he called uh, uh, Volkswagen's Dune Buggies. Why
0: did I do that?
1: I don't know. I, think I
0: can blame my mom on that one. Your own
1: choice name for yeah, it.
0: <laughs> Whenever you'd see a, a, a bug, a VW bug. Yeah, he VW always
1: VW. won because he was looking in all directions.
0: Right, right. <laughs> Um, any memories of me breaking anything of yours around the house? Anything like that come to mind?
1: No, I sure don't remember any, any damage. Oh,
0: good, because I was such a perfect kid that didn't... You
1: were a perfect kid. <laughs> oh, no.
0: <laughs> I know that you don't mean that. Yes, I do. Oh, God. <laughs> Okay. Well, anyhow, uh, anything else you want to add there?
1: Well, there was a, a point where you were... You were not six years old. Your mother brought, bought you an educational set of records that went with a little record player. Yeah, you talking about the Letter
0: People records? Uh, yeah,
1: the Letter People. Yeah. And uh, each record uh, had a song about A or B or C,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and he'd bring this, you would bring this over here, and uh, plug it in and really sing with those records.
0: Oh my goodness!
1: I think you must have been a little over three years old. Uh-huh. And we had so much fun, Papa and I did, listening to you sing those ABC songs.
0: My goodness, yeah. Part of me is glad that tapes like that don't exist, uh, of me as a kid. But at the same time, kids these days, every move they make, everything they do, is recorded or documented. And a lot of that ends up on social media, and on the internet till the end of time. It's a completely different world now. Yeah. You know? Um, When you were young, do you ever wish that some of the stuff that you had done as a child, that video cameras and recording devices had been around back then to kind of cement some of those memories? Or are you okay that those don't exist? I'm okay.
1: Okay. Yeah. I think the precious memories that you have mm-hmm. uh, stays with you and other members of your family and uh, if you talk about them.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And uh, I think that's sufficient. It was all right for the period of time we had. Yeah. We were in.
0: I've made a lot of memories in this house where we're doing this recording. I look around just this room right here and um, just a great... Uh, Just a great part of my childhood and uh i appreciate uh all the all the times that you spent with me and entertained me (laughs) so thank you anything else we haven't covered that you want to um share with everybody listening to this what's your what brings you what brings you the most joy in life
1: oh the people Mm -hmm. i love people i love uh my neighbors and uh uh I love my family. I missed my family the years we were away in service. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: We were in service. I was married to him for 16 years away in service and uh, didn't get to be with my family hardly any. So Mm. I love my family. And then these people that I met on the way in service, Service people and civilians. I always tried to get into a civilian church so I could meet the people of the town. And uh, I, I just love uh, being with people and hearing about them and, yeah. and helping them if I can. And, and uh, that's, I guess, the biggest pleasure of my life.
0: All righty. Well, um, if there's nothing left here, I want to thank you. Uh, Floyd Malinak, Nana, uh, this, I know this was <laughs> quite a challenge getting you to sit down and agree to this, but thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I've enjoyed it, Keith. All right. I'm glad to hear that. Okay. <laughs> let's go eat lunch now. <laughs> Thanks, Nana. I love you.
1: Thank you, Keith. This has been At The Mic
0: with Keith, an independent podcast production. Look for At The Mic Show on Twitter to connect.